Hello and welcome to the Enlightened Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hunt. Oh, how sweet it is to be in this obnoxious voice again. Here I am with the reigning champ of buffoonery, a Mr. Reggie Wilder. Hello, folks. How are you, Reggie? <laughs> the buffoonery has never been higher. <laughs> Is it indeed? And and how's the weather like where you are? This is my uh, this is my podcaster voice, also my weatherman voice, and a voice I use to entice children. I know to do terrible things. The stick up your ass must be fucking <laughs> crazy. And back to you, Rich. We were talking about uh, like <laughs> colonoscopies and like fucking with that say. voice, like. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, you send a probe and maybe I'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is not the first time I've been recorded. I agree. How am I doing? I don't know. Drunk on a Thursday night. It's pretty good. I don't know. I'm just, I, I've, had, I've had bigger complaints, but I can't remember them. <laughs> I'm drunk enough that Why I Why do you sound just... like you're Alec Trebek on Jeopardy? <laughs> Is Brian? Actually, <laughs> actually, that is incorrect, Reggie. The correct answer is what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's just being, you know, slightly in the bag enough to argue about Star Wars, which is kind of what I'd like to talk about. If you're, if you, if you're I'm, right. I'm very down. Um, we we were talking about this. We were oh, we were we were excited. Oh, we have so we gonna, we haven't done we haven't done Star Wars in so long. It's been cr- it's been a long well, long since time. June. We just checked. It's been since June. It's yeah. A lot of things have happened in the Star Wars universe since then. I think we were mid Obi Wan when we last did an episode. Our last yeah. episode, if you haven't checked it out, was. Star Wars and analysis. I'm really having trouble getting out of this weatherman voice. You are you're you're sticking to I, it pretty hard. Yeah, I'm like that was I, not what I. Yeah, you're 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 narrating everything. And, and here I am talking, my lips moving, tongue young uvulating. It's like the opening to Star Wars. Like if it was narrated, it would be narrated by like a douchebag voice, no, like what you ever, you're narrating right now. So did you ever listen to the uh, the Clone Wars TV show? Oh like no! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that fucking guy is just like like war, <laughs> rebellion, <laughs> droids. <laughs> he wouldn't say full sentences. He would just say words that described like what the General scene was Reyes like. Marches across Utapau. <laughs> Watch out, Mace Windu. <laughs> Mace Windu would be doing action sequences. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan to be in a stance. <laughs> Thank God for the Jedi power. Watch out, Hitler. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, just British guy. Just, just like completely it was, like... It was awesome. And it was, yeah, it was, it was an ode to those kind of like FDR radio tunes that I, what's I, I, was, I was a big fan of. So regardless, we love Star Wars. And, and uh, we're we're about we're about to get into it, yeah. I, so we haven't talked, yeah. We haven't talked about Star Wars since uh, Obi Wan. June. June. Yeah. We talked about Obi Wan. Finish Obi Wan. Obi Wan was not done yet, and we were like, ah, maybe there's hope. No, no hope. There, there was no hope with that show. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, the final fight sequence, like you guys can say that it was good. It was. I like. Yeah, no, no, no. It part of it was good. good. Parts of it were good. Yeah, parts of it were good. It wasn't a good show. So a, I think I will go on the record as saying that it was an actively bad TV show. Yeah, actively bad. Uh, it wasn't well written. The story was dog shit to begin with. So I just feel bad for the actors that had been involved. Everything about it, just I was screaming inside like, this isn't supposed to be what it's supposed to be. But I can't like... What like who am I to say who like I I guess like if you liked it fine I just disagree with you yeah. I don't care anymore you, I don't care I like this you I'm care. defeated you care you care I got yeah. I got I got I got my wrists fucking I I'm I'm slitting my wrists I don't care anymore <laughs> like I'm just bleeding in the water <laughs> Roman suicide aside <laughs> I really I uh, yeah uh so Obi Wan 
And, and this episode isn't going to be a tirade against Disney Star Wars. Yeah, we, we, I, I did, I, that's why I want to give a summary. I we just, like, we I don't, don't care. need to, to do an episode on Disney Star Wars because Disney Star Wars sucks. Yep. Um, uh, what has just come out is Andor. We're on, I think, episode four was just... People are raving out. about it, too, but like they raved about other things, I'll, too. And I, I still don't trust it. I'll take the time eventually, but you really just... You handed me Boba Fett and then Obi-Wan as a one-two punch of just bad TV shows. Actively bad TV shows. Agreed. And I'm... Controversial. I'm not impressed by The Mandalorian. Uh, and I would disagree with you that. I enjoy The Mandalorian. So, like, for all the people that say, like, I hate Disney Star Wars, not entirely true. I do like The Mandalorian. But, you're right. It's not, like, the best TV show ever. I think it was just, like, the first... It was the first thing that Disney, like, put out, like, as a TV show, basically, for Star Wars. And people were just like, oh, my God. What is this, like, new thing? Look at all these callbacks. Look at all these, like, cool things that they're doing. Um, but I do like some of the storylines that they did. I like some of the episodes of it. Boba Fett kind of ruined the Mandalorian for me a little bit. That's how bad Boba Fett was. But we'll see with Mandalorian 3. I don't know when that's coming out, but... You know, I I found Mandalorian to be uh, obviously intentionally episodic, which is fine. <clears throat> that's kind of that cowboy. I feel like that's what it's supposed to be, though. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is fine. It's, it's it has awesome. like it has like a main story, but really like it's I like can, a yeah. I can accept that um, to a degree. Um, it's not my cup of tea, which I will acknowledge. So more people will like that than I will. Which is which is fair. But my critiques aside from that are people lose their fucking minds over the Mandalorian. And I I'm not I am genuinely not impressed by it. I don't think that anything storyline wise, plot wise, dialogue wise is impressive. I think it looks better than most of Disney Star Wars and sometimes the action sequences are cool. Uh, I think the armor is cool and the get-ups are cool. But that's it. You introduce Baby Yoda and everybody loses their mind. It is a totally fine TV show. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's usually a 6 out of 10 and occasionally you get a 7, 8 out of 10 episode. Yeah. Listen, Disney needs to get their act together and just fucking make, like, a fucking army of Jedi versus an army of Sith and then them do an acrobatic shit like they did I, in the prequels. I, I, yeah, I've been saying it for years. It, it's just do lightsabers. Just do lightsabers in the Force. It's number one. It's my number one fetish. It's uh, what's it called? I, I they don't do it anymore. I I, I, I think I, I think they like to tease like lightsabers I in the Force. I don't know what's wrong with them. Where it's like, really like they just like oh you don't get this this is a, this is a special thing this is like this is something that you don't get you don't deserve yet you don't. You don't, you don't, it's almost you don't like get. they're building to something that's never there. And then, like, when it does happen, like in Obi Wan, it stinks. It's just not it's, good. It was not a good enough payoff where it's like you're gonna go sit through three hours of TV to get to a point of you get five to seven minutes of a fight scene, and that's your payoff. And it's like, that should not be anybody's payoff. Yeah. Like, that that proportionality is not even kind of close. Dude, say what you want about the prequels. They gave you what you wanted all the time. Shit storyline, but like, but like, they had lightsabers galore. Galore. My, with, <clears throat> uh, what's it called? Uh, Attack of the Clones, man, was my favorite movie as a kid. And that wasn't for any, you know, real basis. If anyone's watched Attack of the Clones recently, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, what, what they don't skimp on is the Battle of Geonosis is freaking awesome. The The planet itself is cool, and then yeah. the battle is just the, like, it's people sick. that burrow in the ground is also a cool concept. Like, yeah. it's awesome. Well, it's terrifying. Like, if you found the fucking bug people that were just like, coming out. <laughs> that's terrifying. You should probably clarify that Reggie did that just... Choke on a fig. <laughs> he is doing a very accurate uh, imitation of Pago Valesser. <laughs> R.I.P. King. 
is a horrible character in Attack of the Clowns that disappears <laughs> almost immediately. He does not disappear. He, I'm sorry, he shows he's up in half in, 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 the, next, in the next movie he gets after contributing apart. nothing. He's the only one that fights back though with his cane. <laughs> he loses immediately. Oh, he loses immediately. Oh, poor king. So. All of but this, all of this aside, yeah, what, the, what we're really what trying to get that? to, what we're really trying to hammer home to in a really you know roundabout way, as only the enlightened podcast really do, is let's get back to our roots. Roots. <laughs> let's get back to the stuff that we enjoy, and let's get back to the originals. Let's get back to the stuff that made the legend like possible so let's get back to where it all began 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 a new hope <laughs> you're supposed to do all kinds of like you know cool sound effects of like woo time travel all that i don't know i'm not ah yes <laughs> a new hope where all hope began and soon was ended. <laughs> soon was ended. Very, very far in the future, but soon was ended. Yeah, I would but, say after the, the movie following. Empire Strikes Back. We'll have to get a bunch of people for Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, we will. That is such a momentous movie as a whole. We might need at least all right, four people. But let's like... Alright. Let me get this off straight. A New Hope is fucking crazy. That It is such a crazy movie. It was made in 1977. Bananas. The effects are fucking phenomenal for this era. It is insane what they do. I... The concept, like, it's just like you, you, like you, you have Star Trek at this time, and it's like it's like the number one, like that's the sci-fi that you're getting, basically. You might get two thousand one a Space Odyssey as a major influence. Yeah, even that's still back in the sixties. Yeah, it it's it's insane what George Lucas like came up with like starting off with just two droids out in a desert planet the that is first of all that's not where it began well (laughs) well, 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 you have the door cut open and then i i i i I, I, no 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 no. i i i know i know but that like it it, it's it I'm, i'm talking about like where like like the like you have like before they get to tattooing and everything but i'm just like it's kind of just startling that, like, yeah. at one point, you really just have in the story two droids mm-hmm. in a desert planet. And we should clarify, people didn't know what droids were at this point in time. That is all. This guy, this guy, this guy was doing fucking Tolkien s shit, mm-hmm. just making up words, <laughs> making up words yeah, for his yeah. for his own thing, which is just like mentioned it at one point. Or how creative are you to make up words that make sense? He just came up with, like, droids. Yeah, that makes total the sense. The Force? The Force. It is a vague concept of a thing. And it is something that doesn't have a name. It is something that surrounds us, embodies us. It, it powers all of us. It's a Force. And he just turned, turned it the Force. The Force that is greater than all of us. And it, you, can, you, can, uh, you can interpret it two ways. Genius, which I interpreted as genius, or it's just like, hey, you got lazy and just like, oh, the nah, force. Nah. Right. It's genius. No, no, no. That's why I'm saying it's genius. I think to name it simply and just and not describe it the way that like um, now Star Wars is trying to describe it, trying to quantify it, which was his his mistake in the prequels, is one of the most ingenious things that he's ever done. Giving it this mythos, this like this like mythical quality. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. That's why Yoda's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I we we we're talking about Star Wars as a whole, and we really should be talking about A New Hope specifically in this episode. But it is, it's there is something that has just absolute majesty and power for me, for being able to take a human being. And you hypothetically put a, a, a blank canvas in front of them. And everyone's always going to say, well, you know, the intention on that easel is going to be to paint that canvas. And 
some people will paint on that canvas and some people will be Picasso and some people will be Rembrandt and they're going to paint these uh, astonishing pictures. Other people are going to take pictures and they're going to blow them up on that canvas and that's going to be their art. What George Lucas did is kind of culminate human mythology and then write that. Not take a picture, not do anything else, but write that down as a scrawl that he drew across a camera on that canvas. And that, I think, alone, you know, from the, from the very beginning, um, you know, you go into the line alone in a galaxy far, far away. Come on. Come on. It's iconic for a reason. And it's because it's supposed to be once upon a time. And he completely fucks with your mind with once upon a time and a galaxy far, far away. And then the fucking iconic music just... Or, I'm sorry, fuck. not once upon a time. A long time ago. A long time ago in a, a galaxy, galaxy far, 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 far away. away. And that it completely fucks with your mind because it's, it shouldn't, it's supposed to be a time in the future. This is supposed to be dystopian. He says, no, this happened a long time ago, but it, it happened in such a distant yeah, that we don't galaxy even like, yeah. that we have no idea what happened. No idea what happened. Yeah. And then he just opens with a Star Wars, that fucking music. Yeah. But uh, what's we call it? That, that opening scroll, I can't, I cannot get it across of like how different that was how original and cool that was like we were interested in like knives out was a little funky way of doing you know like, murder it, mystery yeah it's, it's murder mystery but that like yeah. and that and like credit to ryan johnson for that like original story with the murder mystery but like that's like tip the fucking iceberg you didn't like create a new genre like it was just oh he created uh, uh, george lucas has his flaws later on and he certainly has his flaws with this movie. Uh, but I, I cannot express how intense and how different A New Hope was when it was just Star Wars in 1977 and the scrawl opened. And I just... It, and it gave just enough information where it was just like, all right, pithy. Pithy is the perfect word. Where it's yeah. just enough words to get across the perfect meaning. Yeah, it, it, it does. And I think every scrawl does that. Every scrawl does, like, enough words. Whoever is, re- like, responsible for the scrawls, all, every single one of them did a good job. Even in the later, like, movies, I think they did a good job of just, like, what's happening and what's going on. I don't remember, like, the Han Solo scrawl enough or the... Rogue One, if Rogue One, Rogue One did not. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, but, um, I yeah, no, I don't remember I don't those. I remember, I remember, I remember Star Wars scrawls. I remember each but, one. Uh, like, I don't, I don't. I know, I remember Phantom Menace that had an awesome one, but I don't remember, even though it was a little heady for its time. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. The, Empire Strikes Back had a really good one. I mean, we're talking about the originals, and the originals are fantastic movies. As much as I, I, I you know, I'm gonna. Bring up some quarrels with, um, with certainly uh, oh, Return yeah. of the Jedi, but I, I New Hope. I really, it's gonna be a long episode of us just talking about like, can you believe this scene is this good? Let's get into it. So like after the scrolls, what do we get? We uh, get one ship. You get uh, Tantive Four going by, and Tantive Four is just this small. Uh, what's it called? Uh, 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 Alderanian kind of like diplomatic ship, I yeah. guess is what you would call it for a lack of a better ship. And then, which is cool because it, it, what Star Wars did, and I, I remember listening to Adam Savage, who's from Mythbusters, who does a lot of um, special effects stuff. He actually did special effects stuff for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he talks about Star Wars has a specific style that begins in the scene which is it is very real where star trek is very every hallway is scrubbed and pristine star wars is you specifically have things that are beaten they're worn they've been in space for years it's it's a lived in realist 
kind of kind of at least the the technology and the feel of the place is and that is it does a very good job of kind of creating this world in this Chokinian style of it's so much greater already than we perceive it to be and obviously when you see this little fish swimming through this great dark ocean and being fired upon with the immediate follow through is you and it, you can even see it in the in the style of the ships is you kind of have this hammerhead that is tanted four that's going through that's kind of softer but but solid and then you have this fucking knife of this uh, star destroyer that's it's like a fucking it's just a great white just like approaching and just firing upon upon it exactly and just like and just like 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 inching its way towards it basically and it's. Oh, it's such a good scene of like them actually just slowly overtaking it, yeah. and it is it. Um, I I I I have many issues with Rogue One, but I think that the last five minutes, maybe ten minutes of Rogue One, are absolutely fabulous and leading into this moment. I I, I didn't think that this moment needed more, but I I think they did an excellent job of just kind of showing like. Yeah, like this is how the hunt began. And I love Vader's ship just slowly. Slowly getting towards it. Exactly. And who do you first see? I think you see C-3PO first. And and that's like one of the first people you see. Yeah, I think it's going to be C-3PO and R2-D2 walking through the hallway. Walking through the hallway. They are these classical um, Shakespearean characters. uh, Shakespeare uses them for a lot of different plays. I know the Tempest is one of them, I think. Um, and um, it's just a, it's a classic mythological trope I know it's a thing in Japanese literature is you have two peasants talking about what the lords are doing and um, it's Shakespeare uses it all the time oh yeah the, Shakespeare uses it in Hamlet I, too Shakespeare uses it in uh, fucking Romeo and Juliet it's, uh, uh, I forget what the term is because there is a name for them yeah but it's just you know it's the two peasants. It, it's an accurate representation of what like the like the lords are doing and just like it's, uh, like the perspective exposition and they're yeah. going. Can you believe that Lord Lady yeah. cheated on blah blah blah? And then it's like oh I had no idea. I thought she was with child. And it's like oh, yeah she is with child, but she does not know who it is. And, <laughs> and it's a direct audience connection. Yeah, and C three PO and RTD are like kind of like that but they're there for like the audience to carry through the story basically yeah and they're um they're heroes in their own right in that you're rooting for them right from the get-go as much as like a ponce uh yeah you don't really you don't really know what's happening but you know that like oh this is yeah a good ship getting uh what's some call it shot at and and obviously c3po is constantly like oh you know we oh oh with that, with that annoying British voice. I always hated that British voice. Oh, it's so good, though. It is it really, good. It gets it across is that character so well. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like, you establish right from the get-go is, like, you know, he's the fussy Ponce, and then you have um, R2-D2, who's the, uh, who's the snappy, um, uh, uh, sarcastic one. Which is really funny. Who you don't understand. Like you just, like but you just get it in the replies. It's like a one-sided telephone conversation. Yeah. Which, is, which is genius. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, you're only getting beeps out of them. Which is, you establish a kind of a, a, a full-fledged character from somebody who is literally doesn't speak the language that anyone speaks. No one has any idea what he's speaking. Yeah. Um, but then we should introduce, you know, uh, what's, uh, you know, they're going through their conversation with, um, you know what's gonna happen in the empire and stuff like that. They're just kind of setting up the yeah. The every everything's scene. happening right now. Like they're getting shot in and stuff like that. And it's just like oh, mm-hmm. what's <laughs> and then what do we get? The coolest entrance scene of all time. The fucking stormtroopers. And it's you just get that that like singeing fire. Of the, like somebody's, the, somebody's it's someone sawing the door. And then it opens up in smoke, and then all these, like... But how cool are the Rebel Troopers? I I like them a lot. I think they're awesome. I love those helmets. You do? They're really cool. Yeah, I do. As it's just a child. I have mi- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have mixed feelings about it. I always thought the stormtroopers look cooler. But that's just me. Well, they were just so clearly the bad guys. Yeah, they were. But yeah. that's what's established so well. So I, I always was rooting for the um 
As far back I was, as no, I was rooting for the Rebels. I just like I, I I didn't like the helmets. I don't think. I but I liked, but I liked the Rebels because like I could see them. As, as I think like, at, it was a great choice for them to just like cover, like all like the stormtroopers in armor and not show who they are. Oh, because yeah. it's just like there's like a human element where it's like oh. These guys are bad because I can't see their faces. They're all, so the, you know, it's, again, you're talking about, you know, a perfect movie. There isn't a, a scene where there isn't people who are dressed without a purpose, who don't say lines without a purpose, who don't, you know, the, the, literally the Empire is coming from a dark room. It is literally a dark room you can't see out of. And you have all of these rebels that line up at the door before the door even gets cut open. Yeah, we skipped ahead a little bit. It's literally these guys are men, men, and it's very funny because they're seventies men, and a bunch of them have the big porno mustache. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but but you're rooting for these guys because they're all like sweating and nervous, and they all line up at the doors, and they're taking like these things, and it's kind of like you know something bad's gonna happen, you don't know what it is, and you're rooting for these guys as human beings before you even know what they're fighting for or who they are, because the hallway is white, they're dressed in light colors aside from their black jackets. They've got these crazy helmets on, but you're kind of on their team, and you're like, oh my god, is an alien going to come through there? This is going to be crazy. And the first thing that, you know, the door gets blown open, and then suddenly you have these faceless uh, troopers that come in. Troopers that are pristine white, they're just, like, regimented, and they're just, like, they're fucking wrecking the rest. Oh my god, they absolutely start blasting. I think think it's the highlight of the Stormtroopers, ever. I don't think they've ever had a higher kill count. I don't think they ever had. They, Actually, dude, I think they back, maybe wrecked. Hoth. Hoth, they might have had a higher oh, kill dude, count. Shut up, dude. They had the AT-ATs <laughs> just mowing down. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Why wouldn't you win? Why wouldn't you win? Absolutely. You <laughs> should win in that case. If you didn't, that'd be absurd. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're talking guns gun comparison and comparison for Rebels versus Empire. And the Empire are really disciplined and just kind of blow those guys out of the water. Out of the water, yeah. No, it was it, like the fight wasn't even close. And then, like after like the fight, like the initial fight, like it, like like the rebels are th- uh, like uh, falling back and stuff. Like they're still trying the to shoot. Stormtroopers. Like uh, a couple of the initial squads keep chasing them, and then the rest of them come through, and they all line up. And what starts? Darth Vader's music, and it is the world's first introduction to Darth Vader. And he doesn't come through. He's not going to sully himself with battle. He's not going to deal with the peasants that he could literally, you know, mow through in six seconds. He just kind of walks through, takes a look at the dead. That's my, That's the point that I wanted to get into, too. Mm-hmm. He just, like, takes a look at the dead. And he just... That's the first time you ever see this, like... Probably the most iconic villain of all time. I would, I like, I would Easily. bet my life. Easily. I would, I, he's I the most. He's the number one greatest villain of all time. He's the most iconic. And your first impression of him is just he just walks through tall as shit, just like. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and he just keeps walking through the like, You're not sure if he's checking if they're alive, if they're dead, if they're rebels, if they have what he's looking for, if they're doing this. It is just an excellent scene of just. He's a villain. He doesn't really care one way or another. And he kind of hands on his hips. And he's got such a fucking iconic costume on. For the helmet is literally... Like, parts of it are clearly, um, you know, World War I uh, uh, um, uh, uh, German helmet. Parts of it are Nazi helmets. But the, the face itself, parts of it are, like, you know, Persian or Greek ancient history like death mask yeah and it's just they do such a good job of just kind of like updating that to look at make it look like a futuristic star wars kind of dystopian thing it's and he's literally he's in a white hallway with white troopers around him he's all black with this like it it, it, and and he's faceless too you don't you you can't see his face it's another thing just like adding detaching himself from like you're like you know this guy's bad. <sighs> like that noise alone, like is just it like like making him like that kind of robot. Yeah, is like evil. <laughs> this guy but is it's, bad it's, news. It's, it's something less than human. Yeah, which it adds. It, oh. it adds so much 
But that's we're we're talking about literally a scene that might last a minute, minute and a half, and you establish all of that right then. This is what we're talking about, where A New Hope was absolute genius. Where I don't think the care or the or the precision is it has been applied in the Disney movies at all. I and to be fair, I don't think the care was put into the um, the the prequels either. But not as much. It, it's it at uh, yeah. Definitely not the care. The story, like, you always say the story I, was I, there. We all have to get over, into it. But like, yeah, the overarching plot was there. But let's let's move right along. Let's move right along, yes. Um, I um, think the next scene... The next scene is, I, I think, C-3PO is like, ah, we're under attack. Like, like yeah. trying to get to uh, Leia and R2-D2. And I think that's when Leia gives... You, the, see, Le- you see Leia for the first time. And yes. Leia gives R2-D2 the plans. I maintain that I think Carrie Fisher is absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. No, no, no. She's she is. I so I'm of the opinion that in uh, the New Hope she is absolutely gorgeous. It's the later movies where I'm just like, eh, she's not that. Uh, I think she's gorgeous. She for, lost her touch uh, I a think bit. she. Yeah, I know. I disagree. I, I I think the dew was on that flower for all three movies. I think, <laughs> which sounds so fucking perverted. You know, anyway, um, she but, was nineteen, sir. <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> um, the what's I think she is absolutely stunning for all three movies. I think she's an absolutely brilliant human being. Yeah. On top of being, she was gorgeous. But every sure. story I've ever heard about Carrie Fisher is that she was witty, intelligent, loving, kind, and awesome. Um, she kind of subjected herself to a drug problem later in life, but I think that a lot of her life was out of her control, and she didn't have a lot of choices. No, I don't think so. Uh, which is unfortunate, but it, it, it all the same. I see her in the, in the blue. No, she was she was absolutely gorgeous. I, 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 like, I do. I this. think she was absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, and like, but he, that's that's a personal opinion. You may have other feelings. I know that um, I've argued with my dad over this whether or not. Um, I've heard uh, what's it called multiple people multiple people just say like, eh, she was cute, and I'm like, no, she was stunning. Like she had original Star Wars, and they're just kind of like, meh. You like Star Wars, cool. And, and like, oh, you love Leia and the slave bikini. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, I just think that she's a very pretty woman. And I don't know. Uh, regardless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you had that iconic scene where she's got the, she has the little white She has a little white thing over. She's on white, which is complete contrast to Darth Vader, mm-hmm. which is another thing. She's like, you know, this is a good person. Yep. Um, and she's just giving this mysterious thing to a droid you just met. Like, everything's happening very quickly. And, like, it's kind of... It, it, the first time I watched it, it was confusing to me. I will, I, I will say. I wish I could say that I remember watching A New Hope the first time. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching all, a lot of Star Wars as a kid. Like, I watched a lot, a lot of Star Wars for between the prequels uh, coming out as a kid. And um, all the originals. So it all kind of gets blended together in a mush. I'm sure that A New Hope was probably the first one that I saw all the way through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of that scene. She sets herself up. But also we should, we should say is that uh, instead of the traditional damsel in distress, what does she have on her? Pistol. Yeah, she got a kind of a badass pistol. But also, uh, what I want to get across too, and this applies to the um, the stormtroopers and the rebels' guns, is that they're kind of practical looking, comparative to, um, especially like Star Trek, is uh, all the weapons and, and and you know it goes to the ships that I was talking about before. It's yeah, like it all looks like real shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like it looks like stuff that like. It would, like would, would eventually would it eventually like add, like, would yeah. eventually become like a thing, and which I I, I love that concept um, so much. I think that that that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we go from her giving the plans to R two to her hiding, and then um, the stormtroopers come in. She's not defensive. She sets it to stun initially, and she stuns the first stormtrooper instead of killing him. And then I think that. Uh, the the or, no, 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 I take it back. She kills the first stormtrooper and then the next one stuns her. The next one stuns her, yep. And then there are another two. And they, they take her to Vader. 
bleed and stuff. And Vader's already uh, fucking. He's heated. Is that the what second? The, the second? Yes, that's the second time you see him, and it's just you hear the iconic voice for the first time, and he's interrogating that fucking guy, and all you see is just like Darth Vader with his feet planted, and the guy a foot off the ground. That is such a good. That alone. That shot of just. Vader's feet on the ground, and then you just see the boots dangling. Is such a good. And the guy is just like, just like absolutely choking. This is a this is a a magic guy, by the way. (laughs) Uses magic, and yet he is using brute force (laughs) to lift this guy off the ground, (laughs) and that pissed off. He's just like, where are the plans? <laughs> where where is the- are all those plans? Yeah. I just... Mm. And then he just fucking throws just, the guy. I, it is... I I adore... I really, really do. And especially because this is, this is very timely. Because um, uh, 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 James Earl Jones is officially retired. Yeah, he's officially retired, which is very sad. Uh, which is... It's, it's, it's an absolute travesty. But oh. uh, James Earl Jones always gets the credit for being Darth Vader as a whole. And I think that that underappreciates Dave Prowse as as a physical actor, which is kind of like having Bane in, in, in um, Batman. Like Tom Hardy did both. But imagine if Tom Hardy was just the physical actor alone. He would have done an absolutely spectacular job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I kind of want to get across is, is David Prowse is an, a, a fantastic physical actor in the suit and he makes it very human with making it unhuman and uh, James Earl Jones does an absolutely impeccable it is a union of those two that make that character so good Yeah. because we have had Darth Vader in a multitude of things since then and since the original series, and a single one of them is not nearly as intimidating, not nearly as cool, impede- like, it is absurd to me. Even when, I, I think Bob Anderson was in the suit for a couple of the scenes mm. in um, Empire Strikes Back, who's the guy who did um, all the um, fencing play and uh, trained all the sword fighters in Lord of the Rings. And oh, really? Of, yeah. yeah. I think he was, uh, what's, I know he was the advisor for a bunch of, um, the lightsaber battles in, um, Empire Strikes Back and and Return of the Jedi, and I know he was the one in Lord of the Rings. I think he was actually in the suit for, um, Mm. some of the fight for Empire Strikes Back. Really? Yeah. He's also the guy that did, like, Princess Bride, all of those fights. Oh my god, I love that. He's, he is Hollywood swordsman. Is, nice. I, I think he trained with Errol Flynn. If not, he trained Errol Flynn. He's old. I think he was young enough that he probably trained with Errol Flynn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just there's something about that early Vader that people don't get across. I don't know. There's something about his mannerisms and stuff like that. I told you Rogue One. As soon as I saw Rogue One, um, and he's joking about like choking on your aspirations and stuff like that. And I was just like, nah, well, that's just know. a bad line. That's just it's a bad yeah. It's dumb, but the actor that they had to play Vader, you know, you can put Aaron Judge in Vader's outfit. And he probably There's something like, about the mannerisms that's not going to be quite right. Yeah, that's where, fair. You know, Aaron Judge isn't an intimidating guy. He's a big guy, but the, you know, something about him is always kind of going to be like he doesn't mean any harm. He's a nice enough guy. And that I think every guy that they put in, and I, it, to Hayden Christensen's credit, I think he's been the best one that I've seen since then. But uh, the original Vader, I don't know. There's something about it where he got that like stiff robotic. Yeah, the stiff, and then like when he oh my god, when he when he throws the guy, that's like that's your uh, that's your like your first interaction when he's speaking with the person. So. Fucking awesome. Find the princess. I want her alive. <laughs> oh my god. With and James especially Earl the Jones. notes that that just like James Earl Jones hits in those moments of just Dude. I'm, you know what's and he gets angry. I want her alive. And I think I like a new hope better 
a little bit, like, like, like a little bit for James Earl Joyce's voice a little bit, is because he gets angry like that. He like it, it, like he with, with, the next scene when he when Leia is a like a bring when Leia who's oddly calm, I would not be calm. I appreciate that she is calm though. I think it's a little bit fresh acting. Yes, which is not oh, like the it, it's yeah. not like the it's not the best acting. But because man, I'd be I shitting my good. pants. I think it's good because that's her whole character is that she's spunky. I guess, yeah, that's fair. And that's what she's kind of supposed to be. She is the um, the primordial Arya. So she's supposed to kind of spit in the face of fear. She's supposed to be that tough-ass woman. That, and, and I, and, you, uh, know what? you know what? You know what? I respect that. There, You could see that in other scenes. <laughs> I just think of this scene, like, you're captured. This is a bad situation. A little bit more fear would be accounted for. Yeah, Especially when Vader's just like, you're a traitor? I <laughs> uh, yes, uh... It, 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 take her away! Like, like he gets he's so pissed. At the, he's so it, mad. He's so mad. Because he knows his ass is on the line. But I just, I love all of this without the context of like, well, you need to do 60 hours of rewatching before you do this because you got to watch Clone Wars, then you had to watch Rebels, then you had to watch uh, Boba Fett, and then you had to watch, or Boba Fett was before this, but you had to watch Obi-Wan, you had to watch Andor, you had to watch Mandalorian. No. No. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, you just get introduced to this alone, like, dry, and this is fucking, oh, It's glorious. And I think that's, like, that's the only thing I miss from Empire Strikes Back with, like, Darth Vader's performance. Is, like, you don't see, like, that Darth Vader that much. You see more, like, calm, like, he doesn't get rattled as easily. He murders some generals, but, like, he doesn't, like, get, ra- like, rattled. In this... Like, he right off the bat, heated. he's pissed. <laughs> he's just, he's just like, where are the plans? <laughs> I gotta find them. Lord so I, Vader. Lord Vader. I know. It, it's, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a great scene. And then you get the, uh, the droids fucking hop and shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's we call it? Was it? Negative. There are no life forms aboard. And it's just like, oh, that's a great, like, that makes sense. It does. Like, it was a it's just good writing, which uh, we don't, you know, I hate to be that archaic person who's just like, it was all better in my day, but it really, it, no, that's not what I'm saying is I, I like good writing in any day and there's, there's great writing in our day, but it's harder to find. And I think that that scene is, it, I mean, the whole first 10, 15 minutes of this is incredible, but the the scene I, I yeah I get what you mean though because it's just like there's a laziness when it comes to writing today it is. It's that like crazy. the the details aren't there I checked like, the droids they were where they were supposed to be I didn't see any plans on any of the droids is that okay Lord Vader and it's like that's kind of the level of writing that people just kind of get licensed to. And it's like, no one parses through that to check if it's any good. And it's like, negative, there are no life forms aboard. And it's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Their senses would be trying to check for life forms. And they said, eh, must be a malfunction. And it's like, yeah, that sounds like if you were working on a ship for a long time. If you were in the British Navy and you were, you know, oh, they tossed a barrel off the side. Nah, it doesn't look like anything's living in there. The top's on. If I, you know, they would suffocate if it was. People take shortcuts. Like it's just a it it, it, it is a it, there's always a human aspect. Like they're just <laughs> like 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 to, like to everything, mm-hmm. and it's just totally reasonable. It's just like no life forms. Yeah, it's probably something. Should probably just spurt it out. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I just like like happenstance. It just happens to be over Tatooine, instead of the fifty fucking TV mm-hmm. shows and movies. That we have to center around how significant Tatooine is. And it's like, no, the whole point of Tatooine is that it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it represents the middle of fucking nowhere. It is coincidence and circumstance that it happens to be the same planet yeah. that Luke and Skywalker is And I'll give you that Obi-Wan probably should have started in Tatooine. But aside from there, it shouldn't have had to, anything to do with it. I don't even think, that, as much as I like Force Awakens, Jakku had, should not have looked anything like Tatooine, and it is a no. It, 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 they they people aren't as creative as George Lucas, uh, but who is? 
You're talking about you really have to fight with like token for people. Who I know in you should. World. You should talk Maybe to him. J.K. Rowling. You should. You, you should get one a generation. You, at most. you should talk to him. Them. Mm-hmm. You should get advice from him because this guy, for all his bad ideas, mm-hmm. he can create planets like a motherfucker. He's the best. He's the best secure game planets. It's just it like it's like hands down. What What's cooler than Tatooine if it's just giant desert planet? Which, Camino you know, is the can, coolest planet well, that he's, he's ever come up with. Camino, really? I oh, love I was that immediately idea. gonna say Hoth is fucking awesome. Well, an it, entire it, planet that's just frozen over, dude. God an entire damn. planet that's just covered in water, and they live on like a fucking on fucking stilts, basically. Oh, but I also it's like, always raining. It's so cool to me. Wait, I was gonna say, but uh, Coruscant is an entire entire city. This is what we're talking about. We can't even decide on I what's the best say, planet. Because my next step was like Felucia. Felucia is this flora it's just planet. Flora planets. Kashyyyk. It's just giant trees. Oh <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> But that, it, it, this is what we're talking about, is you know, we are actively fighting over what the best of, like, 15 planets is. And there's no one, it just, there's nobody better at creating planets than George Lucas. I just, but it's also, it's something that you could set to Disney so easily, of just like, hey, we need something cool and new. And I even can get behind um, Last Jedi. Of the the salt planet that changes to red when you like step on the. Salt. I actually like. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I, exactly. I, it was just a shitty movie though. So I it, just yeah, like, exactly. Didn't I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of different. I guess that's kind of cool. I, I I guess I'm not really yeah. super married to it. But, fucking Mustafar! Um, I even forgot Mustafar. Mustafar is one of the coolest. Mustafar is fucking awesome. It's just volcanoes. It's volcanoes. It's sick. Yeah, it's just taking any like uh, cool it's part just, of Earth yeah. and just making an entire planet. Pla- he he <laughs> did that for various. He just like all winter, Hoth, just lava. <laughs> Mustafar. Yeah. Let's just do all plants for Felucia. Giant trees for the for the Wookies of Kashyyyk. It's it, it's crazy. And then, like, a normal planet for all fun. Blow that up. We don't even get to see that. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah, but, um, so next up we got, um, what's it called? The, uh... The, the landing of the two droids, and then they get droids. picked and up. This is, this is what we're talking about from, from you from the get-go, is, like, this is the kind of the introductory, like, it's literally just droids on uh, on a desert planet for a good five minutes. Good chunk of time. Which it, is like it, it's longer than it, it. I I feel like it's longer than it actually is. Like it, it probably is just like five minutes, but like mm-hmm. it's like, all right, they split up because like mm-hmm. fucking because you know over here. Uh, what's we got? They have all these um, these scenes of kind of um, C three PO and R two D two, and you kind of establish the relationship between them even more than you already did. And then they split up, and you know, C three PO kind of slaps R two D two and kind of sends him off in his own direction. And um, C three PO is very funnily right, which is not what you expect from this pompous, you know, stuck up like very, you know, ugh, this is you know, he sounds like a butler. He does. And that's, and that's I think that's what he's tra- what they're him. trying to go for. Because like he's like. But that's uh, what's we call it? That's the last person you expect to be right because the 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 comedic thing is for the butler to say something and then you immediately uh, undercut the butler as the butler is wrong because he has the English accent. He's supposed to sound so sophisticated. The funniest thing to do is to undercut somebody who's sophisticated. However, what George Lucas knows. Or at least I suspect he knew, is in this moment is that um, C three PO is supposed to be this pompous, stuck up, sophisticated person, and everyone expects you to undercut this person because that is what everyone has been doing since you know Charlie Chaplin, cutting people's ties off. He says, "Oh no, everybody expects us to cut the tie off. We're gonna do a complete other loop, and we're gonna think one layer deeper, and we're gonna make him right." And R2 Tiju is actually going to be the one that's wrong. And that's a good moment of like you establish as like, I like C3PO better because he is right. Mm-hmm. It, it's a subconscious thing. It's not something I thought about deeply until, you know, we're talking about it now. But it is, I like C3PO better because he was right. 
and R2-D2 is the one that, you know, kind of shuffles off into his own direction, which I think is funny, because they also, subtle thing, he doesn't buzz along the sand on his wheels. He kind of gently rocks back and forth, which kind of makes you, it makes him much more, and, and especially the noises he makes, is much more of a lost puppy. He's more of a dog. <laughs> no, 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 but jokes aside, that's, that, it, really, that's what it, it kind of comes across as. Yeah. Um, oh, and C-3PO is just kind of the master that really gets sick of the dog that's been shitting on the floor too much. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously we have the excellent scene of um, C-3PO and then R2-D2, uh, or R2-D2, I think, gets captured first, and then... And then C-3PO, And then they end up in the... The Jawa. Sand... Sand, there's a name for it. There's a sand name for it. Cream? The sand van. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds very rapey. Um, <laughs> they, they'd be the people that would drive very you very candy. Very yeah, very yeah. <laughs> All these tiny hands grabbing me. Yeah. No, it's then you get introduced to fucking shit, which I think is fucking jawless sand raccoons. It's crazy, like how funny they are. They're just like it's little awesome. people that just like steal fucking garbage, basically. But this is like their total side characters. They have nothing to do with the main story. Nothing. But it's just George Lucas is like, yeah, of course you gotta introduce sand people. Well, uh, which I think is like. Very, I don't know. I think he kind of he got he, he got he got caught up with sand people though because there's various like we're gonna get into like the fucking uh, Tuscan Raiders, Tuscan Raiders too, oh, okay. which are also sand people who I don't give a fuck about Tuscan Raiders, especially because of they're, Boba Fett. No, they're like really good villains and they're fucking awful in Boba Fett because yeah. he just turned it into uh, what's I shouldn't say he Disney just turned it into a Dances with Wolves thing, which is fair. Uh, you're trying to show every dimension of this, this culture and the and this race and stuff like that. But there are so many cultures and so many races in Star Wars that you it's it's not a good storyline to overdevelop a race or or, or 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 these people that aren't particularly interesting. They're they're clearly you know I know Tahiti in the. Um, Expanded universe becomes one of Anakin Skywalker's uh, grandson, Anakin, um, girlfriend loosely, um, but it's it, it's a storyline that's kind of vague and distant, and it, I I understand the message is like not everyone is bad, and you shouldn't judge people for how they are, and I'm one hundred and fifty percent on board with that message. However, I'm not one hundred fifty percent board on board with that storytelling. Where um, I just, I don't think it was done well. I don't think that it was developed. I don't think it had a purpose other than trying to project the idea of, like, everyone's a person and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you're including, like, the, the whole storyline of, uh, of the Power Rangers that get arms disattached and reattached. The whole yeah. Thing. And it was just, it was bad. It was bad. But, but going back... Jawas you get back are to like the Dune Cruiser or whatever. Yeah, the Dune Dune Cruiser. We're in the Dune, the Dune sea. Patrol. Yeah, we're in the we're in the Dune Sea. The dumpster diver. Yeah, and you kind of get to see like this dumpster dive, and you get all these weird things that they had picked up in the desert, and all this yeah. futuristic stuff. And again, what's really cool is you get to see all of these things and all of this technology, and it's not this new, bright, shiny technology. It's all this worn crap. Worn crap. Dented. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's very like rough. That. So it's just, it feels like it's, it's, again, subconsciously, he is instilling this idea of it's used, it's been here for a while. And it's, uh, it, you almost feel like, like, is this a sci-fi movie? Like, what is this? Like, this is this seems like junk that you find, like, exactly out in today's society. You get your first introduction to a gonk droid, you know, gonk. Gonk. <laughs> gonk. Gonk. Um, but uh, you get into um, one of, uh, what's going I mean, we, uh, just the next introduction. You might have a cutscene, I will say here, my memory fails me. You might have a cutscene where you have uh, what's been called Leia and Vader, and they're going back and forth. Or and um, I don't think yet though. I, I really don't. Think I think that. Vader might have a scene where he's talking about you know I need those Death Star plans or something along those lines. No, because I think like he 
he meets with like the like that little like Senate council, like and they talk about everything first. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he talks about the princess. That's, and then that, he goes that's to the princess. definitely another scene which I absolutely love when Vader comes in just yeah. the fucking guy because he's thinking he's bullshit. Like is it's, that is that is that a scene that happens uh before they we meet Luke or I after? I don't remember off the top of my head. I feel like it's after. Because I feel like we don't get that much exposition. Yeah. Let's do, let's just do after piece. Let's just get, yeah, let's just I get think that makes more sense. All right. So we should probably start with the introduction to one of the most iconic heroes in modern literature, movies, fiction, blah, blah, blah. Everything. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. What a name. <laughs> right? Because uh, what's McCoy? He was originally Luke Starkiller. Was the original concept of it which is a badass name badass that, name but like that's a guy that like chokes people out yeah like, you know uh, you know we sows bastards from she the shining sea this is luke skywalker and he's just he skywalker is such a better name than star killer i can't it even like it uh, it, for like luke like sky like skywalker is like that's you're basically just saying he's an angel like skywalker like that's just like well it's somebody who it, it who breaches transcends space. the heavens transcends the heavens yes exactly it's it's you're just not like, literally saying angel but it's just what's I, it's not literally like if you want to take it that way you can you don't to have me, to it's somebody who travels through space yeah and it's you're a skywalker and it's somebody who who walks through the sky and if you walk through the sky you know you're traveling through the sky yeah so to me that means somebody who who travels deeply through space. Yeah. Which that, I think... That's is, cool. And that, I, I, to me, that, I think that's badass because it's just, you're, you know... You're... you're yeah, you're... It's, it's kind of... Uh, what's one call it? You are, you, you know... Being a traveler is under... It, yeah, being a traveler is under... Is under it's, is an underrated compliment that people don't really I don't like. I think people... Uh, you know, people appreciate travel and all that stuff in the modern age. I don't know that they appreciate it as a as a character type of modern writing. Yeah. Especially, you know, we were talking about um, the, the House of the Dragon and Corliss Valerian is one of oh, the Oh, his main characters. thing is that he's traveled everywhere and he's experienced he's so much. He's been to a like nine times. Yeah, he knows every, he knows Corliss so much. Corliss Valerian is supposed to be one of the coolest, deepest characters of all time and they really kind of made him a B character. Right now, they made a V character. He I, hasn't. He hasn't shined, shown through. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. He hasn't shown through. But I think he again. He has the potential. He's, just he's like, the sea snake. He's supposed to be so. He has conquered. He's a traveler. I don't know. There's something about that. Just adventurer. Adventure. That's exactly what Luke uh, Skywalker. What you get. Like you. What you get from, from the name alone. But you also have Luke. Luke is a is a human being name. That's a, that's a Western name. So he is. Having you in with the hook of reality, but also also oh, distance himself, Skywalker, yeah. which is like a name that like yeah. no one's ever like heard before. And that's we, a that's a sci fi name. Exactly. You hear Skywalker, that's like mm-hmm. you're you're like oh that's not a real person. But we don't take the time to stop and think of like Skywalker. You know, it's always just Sky. Uh, you know, uh, Lando's thing of like he said somebody about us. I'm going to pretend like I haven't re-recorded this ad 15 times. Hi, I'm Ben Hunt. I hate to interrupt your lovely podcast experience with this ad, but I'm going to anyway. Why? Because Anchor needs me to. So I'm really never going to advertise for anything that I don't believe in. And Anchor, I actually believe in. So Anchor is an app or a website that allows me to do everything I need to for the podcast. It allows me to record and edit right from my phone or my computer. It also allows me to distribute my podcasts on every listening platform you can think of, from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even Stitcher. So basically, it's a one-stop shop for everything you need in a podcast. And best of all, it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening to the Enlightened Podcast. We are brought to you by Anchor, a subdivision of Spotify specifically for podcasting. 
Not only can we be found on Spotify, we can also be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or frankly, anywhere you can find a good podcast. We can also be found on Instagram and Facebook. We're working on getting a Snapchat together. And in the meantime, you can DM us any questions, thoughts, concerns, or just a review. We've gotten more than a couple so far, and they've been overwhelmingly positive, not to brag, but we're pretty happy about that. So if you have any other thoughts or opinions, please feel free to let us know. And in the meantime, like and subscribe for more content.